fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I tell you what, bad news bears when it comes to the Biden administration. People just not liking what he's doing. Not even that. A lot of people thinking that he's just not even competent enough to be president of the United States. Does that stall some of the agenda that's going on in Washington, D.C. right now? I am very curious on how Democrats are going to respond to that one because there's a lot of stuff going on in Washington, D.C. if you're not aware. Welcome into the show. Great to have you along for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, radio, TV, live streaming, and the podcasting. Welcome aboard on a pre-Friday celebration. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. It's great to have you for the ride today. We are killing it on this program. A lot of new interest, a lot of new stuff going on. We have a lineup beyond belief next week. That's not all going to air next week, but I'm preparing for it as we've reached out to a lot of different individuals trying to fill in slots, fill in interview slots for the next uh, couple weeks on the program, which we're like two, three weeks booked out right now. That's how amazing we are right now, and that's the cool stuff we have coming up. So stay tuned in. I, I am giddy, and I have a hard time covering it up and trying to hide it because there's a lot of really cool things that we're doing. So welcome in. Great to have you today. Coming up on the program today, we have Dr. Joseph Tunzo. He is the author of the book, Long Haul COVID, A Survivor's Guide, Transform Your Pain and Find Your Way Forward. How do we move through the COVID pandemic as uh, in the long haul? Because right now we're just kind of waiting on more mandates from the federal government. You can't fly, you can't drive, you can't poop. You really can't do anything unless you get the COVID-19 vaccine, according to Anthony Fauci. So, I mean, that's really where we're at. We're just waiting on standby from the FDA and the USDA and the uh, CDC and every other uh, labeled alphabet soup government agency that there is to tell us what to do. So can we move forward in our own way? And how do we turn the frustrations over the last year into a positive? Because you know me, I'm a positive half uh, glasses, half full kind of guy. That's just the way we roll here on this program, which it didn't really show yesterday because I was a little frustrated and I haven't gotten really that angry in a while on the year, but I was angry. And I think we should be. And it's okay to express that anger because I am sick and tired of Republicans cowering, bowing down, and caving every time that there's just even the teensy bit of pressure put on them. Chuck Schubert came out and said, I can't believe even some Republicans even want the government to default on the federal budget. Oh, my gosh. And our response is, you did it. Not us. You did. You're in control. You had the majority. You created the budget. You've had the last five months to work on a budget. You created a budget outside of our means. You've created spending over the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years outside of our means. We're not going to deal with it anymore. Right now, you have the control and you have the ability in order to fix it. You know the debt ceiling. You know the available space that you have. And the fact that you're trying to put it on us is pathetic and a loser-like mentality of a seven-year-old child that's throwing a temper tantrum when you don't get what you want every single time, even when you bankrupt your parents because all you want wanted was some fancy new technology each and every year for Christmas. And we're not doing it anymore. 
So shame on Republicans at Caves. We're going to sit down over the next uh, week or so with a couple congressmen. We have our update with Congressman Bob Latta that we're going to play on Tuesday next week. We'll be chatting with him. And then also Congressman Ron Estes from my district right here in the state of Kansas on the 4th District of Kansas. We'll be talking with him. He is on the Ways and Means Committee in the House of Representatives. And obviously they're the ones to talk about the federal budget. So he'll have some deeper insight as well on what's going on with that. So looking forward to playing all those. And at the same time, we're getting ready for Hollywood season, but I was in a pretty good mood all day, and then I really had to chuckle when I heard this news report from Jake Tapper on CNN earlier today. These new poll numbers, frankly, are brutal for the president. In this brand new Quinnipiac poll, only 38% of Americans approve of how Biden is handling his job compared to 53% who disapprove. That's the lowest approval rating Biden has had since taking office. Another striking number, only 39% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy. 55% say they disapprove of the job he's doing on the economy. When asked, is Joe Biden an honest president? 44% of Americans say yes. 50% of plurality say no. And one of the most damning results of all, more than half of the American people, 55%, say the Biden administration is not competent in running the government. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Low numbers across the world. That's CNN. That's not a Newsmax. That's not a One American News Network. That's not a right-wing conservative blog talk survey. That is a CNN poll, a Quinniac poll that's reported by CNN on these massive numbers. 42% of Americans believe that he's competent. 55% of America believes that Joe Biden is incompetent. Now, there's only one reason why CNN would actually run this story instead of just brushing it under the rug, not talking about it and moving on. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, they need to talk about something because they can't keep blaming Donald Trump about things. But number two, are they starting to consider the transition of Joe Biden out of office? Joe Biden even said himself that he would be president until he was mentally incapable of doing so or didn't want to do it any longer and then hand it down. They've kept Kamala Harris out of office and out of the limelight for a while now because they don't think that she can handle it and every time she does show up in the media she does something stupid she cackles and says something stupid and then her approval ratings go down as well even worse than joe biden so they've tried to keep her out of the limelight like every other democrat and like hillary clinton even that they do really well when no one hears from them hey remember that guy like bill clinton back oh yeah he's great awesome i love it when we don't hear from him starts talking oh my gosh i can't deal with him any longer so Joe Biden's been in the limelight, had been having to be in the limelight. We've had, I don't know, a federal budget issue. We've had the Afghanistan issue. He's had to come out and do press conferences. And every time he talks, nobody likes him. Even the media is getting a little frustrated trying to hold him up on this pedestal, and they can't do it any longer. 55% of Americans on a CNN Quinniac poll say that he's not competent to be president of the United States right now. Only 38% approve of his job. And what was it, 30 Uh, what was the number here? 39% approve of his handling of the economy. Now that's interesting because obviously we're going through an economic issue with the federal budget, raising the debt ceiling right now. If we had all this support for the socialist takeover of the $5 trillion federal budget, where's the support? Because he's the one that wanted it. He's the one pushing it. He even said, I want this bill. This is what he wants. Democrats are going to do the right thing. We're going to support this bill. We're going to ram it through, Uh, get this $3.5 trillion federal budget, get this $1.2 trillion uh, stimulus package. Uh, It's going to be great. And now 39% only in the country in a CNN poll approve of his doings. The bigger question, let's go out to the 30,000-foot view for a second, shall we, and wonder why is he doing what he's doing? Who is this benefiting? 
is that Cheryl Hell isn't the United States that's benefiting from this. We're going to see inflation rates go up. How much are you paying at the gas pump right now? How much are you paying at the grocery store right now? How much are you paying just to purchase anything really right now? Inflation is on the way up, and it's going to continue to go up. I did sit down with an economic expert we're going to have on the show here in the next week or so uh, off record, and I asked him, I said, is there any chance that inflation is going to go down? They're like, no. No, it's not. It's going to continue to go up. Uh, trade, exports. We have harvest right now for many of the ag people around the Mid-America region, uh, all over Ohio, all the way to the Dakotas and Wyoming and everywhere. And exports, that, that inflation rate going up. Everything's more expensive. You're getting less for the same amount of money because that's what the Biden administration has done. Energy production, terrible right now. As we're not independent anymore for our energy production, thanks again, Joe Biden, buying it from other nations, and we're seeing the prices go up and the price pump uh, price at the pump is actually reflecting that. So who's actually benefiting from all of the shenanigans? Certainly not us in the United States. Headline from CBS News, the CIA creating a new mission center focused on China and their technology. Now, we know that Joe Biden works with the Chinese. They have for a long time, remember? Got to pay the big man. Got to pay the big man. Got to, got to work on that a little bit. The son, Hunter Biden, kind of handling those issues with Ukraine and China. Got to pay the big man. Got to take care of this guy. The CIA now creating an issue. So if you have not been up on some of the global issues lately, China actually has sent some military planes over to Taiwan. Why? I don't know. Kind of an issue there and could cause some tension. Now we see some military and some Marines actually showing up in Taiwan in preparation of something potential military-wise happening against China and the communists trying to take over Taiwan. Don't know what the conflict is going on over there. Haven't followed it myself too terribly much. However, the point is now the CIA is even starting its own new center and headquarters to focus on technology from China and to try and focus on what their agenda is trying to invade Taiwan and what the, what type of uh, issues are going to be happening. Where's Joe Biden on that issue? Have we talked to him at all on that one yet? No, we haven't. Media hasn't asked him. He hasn't done a press conference to talk about it. Jen Psaki. The circle back Jen, she uh, hasn't talked about it at all either, hasn't mentioned a whole lot of that. And now we have one of our defenses of the CIA trying to figure out what China's doing while Joe Biden has been working closely with the Chinese because they're BFFs. Does that make you feel safe? Does that make you feel really good? So that's the issue. While we had a shooting in Arlington, Texas yesterday, which is a devastating deal, luckily nobody died from what I heard, just a few people went to the hospital, the media focused on that, not focusing on the attention that Joe Biden is not talking about China and their issue with Taiwan and why now the CIA needs to figure out why China has so much involvement in the United States and with our policy right now. Because uh, I just saw a headline today that China has officially surpassed the United States with economic superpower. We created inflation. We're raising our debts. Now remember, we can't pay on the interest on our debt as a nation, not just our debt ourselves, the interest on the debt. We're paying almost a trillion dollars a year in interest payments. This is like the student loan or the credit card where you're on an income-based repayment plan where you're not even paying down the actual principal balance. You're just paying on the interest to maintain and keeping the original balance sitting there while the interest continues to accrue and you try to keep up with that. That's what we're on as a nation right now with almost a trillion dollars in interest payments and we wonder why we can't get ahead and the government says gee let's raise the debt ceiling again to the end of the year let's spend a heck of a lot more money put a whole bunch of people on a bunch of new social programs that we're going to expand and expect the economy to boom 
That's why China just surpassed us as an economic superhouse globally right now. And you want to know what the major issue is, according to the general public? And what I mean general public, I mean the other side of the aisle, because they obviously don't want to focus on these attentions because we just need social programs. We're victims to society. We can't get ahead. It's evil Republicans and their evil competition where they take opportunities away from us. They're focused on the social victimization process here. Their issues, according to studyfinds.org, one in three Americans say that they're open to abolishing the U.S. Supreme Court. Let that sink in for just a second. 33% of those surveyed in this poll consisting of over 1,000 participants, 1,008 individuals in the search done by a notable increase and the number of Americans willing to consider doing away with or at least reducing the power of the nation's highest court and the U.S. Supreme Court. More specifically, the survey finds that 34% of respondents told researchers, quote, it might be better to do away with the courts altogether. Now, the problem is some of those might even be conservative because I can see why frustrated with the judicial system, frustrated with the Supreme Court, Frustrated with turning all of our answers to the Supreme Court, but what would that do to the nation if we turned our Supreme Court? Now, again, it's not going to happen. It's a theoretical survey. It's just frustration just kind of bubbling over to people are like, just get rid of it, which you know, I kind of did yesterday with the federal budget. <laughs> Let it default. Shut down the government. I kind of went down that road yesterday. I get it. But is that really the real solution? And while we're talking about theoreticals here, we have major issues going on. To me, again, I still think the federal budget's like the biggest problem that we could possibly have in this nation at this time. We could bicker about social issues. We could bicker about gun issues. We could bicker about uh, general politics all over. But you can't do that if you don't have a nation that's economically stable. And right now, we don't have a nation that's economically stable. Just FYI, in case you've missed it. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
Reason at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't know if you've noticed or not, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of big things going on. We need to be vigilant. We need to be active. We need to be engaged right now, making phone calls to our elected officials, paying attention to what the heck's going on, because there is a point in time where the only thing you can do is to, and this goes into the discussion we had yesterday of we feel helpless, we're tired of the financial debates going on in D.C. where they don't listen to us, they cave, they wobble, they're scared, it's election time a year from now, and they cave to the ones that have the money or that are scared about, oh, the default of the economy, whatever. There are things we can do, and number one, we've talked about it many times, bring the politics back down to the local level. Bring it back down. The city council, the school board, the state legislature, the county commission, the governor, the attorney general of your state, the secretary of state, all of those things. Secretary of state can make sure that it's easy for you to start a business in your state. They can make sure that the elections are running smoothly, that it's running efficiently, that we actually have proper elections to where it's not rigged. Make sure to get the right people in that uh, the secretary of state's office. Make sure to focus on that election for your attorney general in your state as well, where they can start law lawsuits against the federal government. They can fight the legal battles against the federal mandates. They can block some of the shenanigans. Elect the proper elected uh, uh, legislature in your state because they can pass laws to become more uh, uh, more independent again, more sovereign, blocking some of the federal money coming in from the federal government. No, we don't want your blood money. No, we don't want your mafia and mobster money to tell us, well, you know what, we can have this as long as we do this. We're going to be independent. Even if your state raises your taxes a little bit, I would rather pay it to the state if it's done efficiently rather than paying it to the federal government where I have no clue where it goes. Lower the federal taxes, raise the state taxes, make the program. If you're concerned about certain programs, and this goes to the left side of the aisle as well, if you're concerned about the Environmental Protection Agency, if you're concerned about the Department of Education, if you're concerned about the Department of Energy, if you're concerned about the Department of Housing and Urban Development, whatever is your flavor that you like in the alphabet soup that is the federal government, have that organs, that department, that agency run at the statewide level. California, as much as I despise California for their politics, not necessarily for all the people there because there's some really cool people there, California has done some things right, which is why I don't live there. Because while I agree with them having the ability to do it, I don't like it, therefore I'm not going to live there. They have the largest state-run environmental protection agency. I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I don't think we need to be taxing individuals and fining them for having odors coming over their fence because they were barbecuing and it and offended their neighbors because they're vegan or something. I don't like that. That's really, really dumb. But if they want to do that at the state level or the city level, they can do that. And then you get to decide whether you're going to stay and fight that and try and reverse it or whether you're just going to leave because it's a lost cause. That's the beauty of the sovereign states. Now, we're not talking about violating human rights because some people argue with states' rights. Oh, well, that led to slavery, Andy. 
No, because obviously there's still human rights that you don't violate, and it's really, really dumb. But we can fight for state sovereignty, cutting out the dependency on the federal government. When you do that, when you cut out that dependency, they're powerless. You ever been in a relationship that's been abusive? Yeah. You realize how they have control over you? They control you by making you need them, whether it's making you need them financially. Oh, if you go off on your own, you'll never be able to survive. You don't make enough money. You can't live on your own. Making you need them emotionally. Oh, you'll never get the love that you need anywhere else. I got you. Those abusive jerks, those narcissist crazy people. Yeah, and whether it's family, whether it's a significant other, no matter who it may be, whether it's a friend, those are toxic relationships, aren't they? And we always say to get away from those. I'm sorry, federal government, you're a toxic relationship right now. I don't want to be near you. I don't want to be around you. I'm going to become independent and go off and do my own thing. Obviously, you still have your duties and will only rely on you for those specific duties. Everything else we're doing ourselves as a state. It's going to take some time, but we can do that. States can do that. And we can do that by our local activism, by becoming precinct committee people, working with your parties, electing the right people, running for office, doing your thing. Because if one in three people want to abolish the Supreme Court, say what? We'll talk about that a little bit later as well throughout the show. When we come back after the bottom of the hour, Dr. Joseph Trenzo, he'll be joining us. His book on the long haul, COVID-19, how do we battle this pandemic for the long haul? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Killing it today on a free Friday celebration. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, multiple platforms on social media as well. You can find us on there with the handle at Hoosier Reason, at H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, and the website at HoosierReason.com. As we have things going on there. So far, knock on wood, so far we have not been banned again off of YouTube. We're still broadcasting live on there. I don't know how long that's going to take. Although after, I don't know, certain conversations, that may go away soon too. I don't know. The uh, shadow banning is crazy. We used to get killer numbers on Facebook. I mean, we still have it on there. It's just kind of the icing on the cake. Some people like to watch on there, which we appreciate. We have really everywhere you can find us at Hoosier Reason. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com. And, of course, the website as well. I want to shift gears a little bit as we talk about the latest and what's trending. 
What's trending today? Now we talk about the mental state, which I don't know if it's a good thing that I have a psychologist coming on the program to see. Andy, you're crazy. You're just crazy, man. Uh, but here's some of the headlines as we try to go through this continued COVID-19 pandemic. According to Yahoo News, here's one. American Airlines will re- be requiring employees to get vaccinated. Uh, at the same time, Delta is working on the same thing as well. Federal mandates trying to push that you can't travel both internationally or domestic unless you get the vaccines. Uh, I have not gotten my vaccine yet. Don't plan to do so. But some people are. If you do, good for you. That's cool. I don't really care. Not sure why that affects me in some way, shape, or form and vice versa. Uh, I've never seen so much division in a nation based on masks, based on vaccines, based on a health thing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How do we move forward with this in the long haul? How do we deal with this? Because I don't know if you're, this may be a trigger warning for some. I know, trigger warning. COVID's not going away. It's now an airborne virus and we're going to get it like the flu. There's going to be seasons for it or we just need to be. It's an airborne virus that's going to be around from now on. So unless we start thinking the new norm is going to be wearing uh, masks and like not being around people and not traveling anymore, unless you actually get the vaccines, uh, we're going to have to learn to find a way to move on with this, especially with the mental state. Obviously the lack of um, human interaction over the last year has put a damper on some individuals. The economic impact on some has been devastating. How do we move forward in the long haul? Excited to have on our next guest. He is the professor of psychology and department chair at Bryant University in Rhode Island. He is also co-author of the book Long Haul COVID, a survival guide, transform your pain and find your way forward. Excited to have on here with us, Dr. Joseph Trunzo with us. Doctor, how are you, my friend? Uh, good, Andy. Thanks for having me on, and I will do my best not to get you banned from YouTube. <laughs> well, it's all right. We've already had like three warnings. They said they were going to ban me until December, and then they released it, so who knows? They're they're just waiting for the next one. But uh, it, it's a weird time, isn't it? Like, we can't even talk about this issue without worrying about, like, even getting out to the general public. I've never seen that before. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, think, um, I think what happens is that when people are faced with uh, high degrees of uncertainty. Uh, they uh, the remedy for that is to try to seek as much control as they can possibly get, mm. um, and I think that's that's at the root of why you're seeing a lot of the the divisiveness because some people seek seek control uh, through um, you know whether it's vaccinations or self isolation. Other people try to control what other people do. Uh, it gets. Uh, um, People need to manage their their risk perception and their risk tolerances, and we all have different risk perceptions and risk tolerances. Um, but you know, emotions are running high, and uh, that's you know that's partly about what the what the the book is written to address is how to deal with and move through difficult and uncomfortable emotions in a, in a much more functional way. It's a great way to look at it. And this is why we needed to have a, a professor of psychology on here to break this down because, so it's really a response of fear of the uncertainty of the fear and a lack of control, I guess, because in our daily lives and I'm this way too, is when something's going crazy, I'm an operations manager for a cluster of seven radio stations uh, in the mid America region here. When we go off the air and we have an issue, uh, I need to figure out that issue. And if I don't know it, then you go into that panic mode of how do I get our station back on the air? If we don't have control over our own health, which is a major issue, then that that fear and maybe that control freakiness kind of sets in. Sure. And look, you know, the, the, the fundamental problem is that uh, as human beings, we like to be able to control things that makes us feel more comfortable. But uh, 
life does not afford us the ability to control everything. In fact, we can't control most things. So when we are faced with things that we can't control, uh, if you're not well equipped to deal with the discomfort that comes with that, then uh, it it can lead to some uh, some pretty, uh, you know, unhealthy behavior. Very much so. Very much so. So how do we how do we do that? How do we transform that? How do we change that mindset of, you know what, I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know how to stop COVID, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's, you know, I, I like the personal regimen of the, the the diet and the healthy exercise and taking the vitamins and bumping up the vitamin D and all that kind of stuff. Uh, at the same time, others look towards the hydroxychloroquine or the ivermectin. Uh, although those are just saying those words, I just got banned on YouTube again. Uh, the other side is you need to wear the mask and, and get the vaccine. And if you don't, then you're harming me because I need to do it, but you need to do it as well. Uh, how do we get past this mindset of either do everything the same way or you're not part of the solution? Uh, so that's a bigger question than I'm able to answer. I really wish I could <laughs> answer it. Um, you know, th- there's a, that's kind of a larger sociological question. I'm more of a, of a clinical psychologist that deals with individual behavior. But, um, you know, if, if you consider the root of it all being that uh, people are just trying to protect themselves and manage their own discomfort. And if you, if you have better ways of dealing with that discomfort that are more functional for yourself and for the people around you, um, that's, I, I think, I think that ultimately leads to a better outcome for society as a whole. Yeah. Have you talked to uh, being a, a psychologist, talking to patients, talking to individuals, have you seen an increase in people with uh, mental concerns or mental, uh, whether depression or anxiety or something over the last year, specifically because of COVID? In my, uh, 30 plus years in the, in the field of mental health, I have never seen the demand for behavioral health services higher than it is right now. Um, uh, practitioners are bursting at the seams. Uh, we're, we're, we are, literally not able to handle the volume of people who are seeking services. And there's, there's no question that, uh, that COVID is driving that, whether they're seeking services out of specific fear regarding COVID or, um, or pre-existing problems that they had are just exacerbated because of COVID. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's worse than I've, than I've ever seen it. What's the leading cause of it, do you think? Is it because of the lack of human interaction? I can't see my family that I really miss, and I miss hugs and seeing people, and I, it, the social media thing's not working out? Is it uh, I'm concerned about my job because I was laid off? I mean, what's been a lot of the driving factors here? Uh, I think it's all the, all the above, and I think it varies from person to person. Some people are you know, deathly afraid of catching COVID. Some people are afraid of giving COVID to other people. Some people are afraid for family members. Some people are just so frustrated and angry about their restrictions that are being placed on them and their risk perception around doing those things are different. So I don't know that there's any one reason. I think there's a group of reasons that are common and those reasons are going to hit different individuals in different ways. Uh, The bottom line is just about everybody is feeling squeezed in some form or another. So uh, the book is really about helping people to, uh, uh, to manage those feelings of being squeezed, whether, you know, whether it's because you've got a, a, you know, a a long-term symptom from a COVID infection or whether it's just that your life, like everybody else's has been turned upside down by the pandemic. 
the book offers a, a really nice, simple step-by-step way to uh, to kind of deal with and manage your difficult and uncomfortable emotions in a, in a healthier way. I love that. I love that. Talk about a couple of those tips. What can we do? I mean, is it the the walks outside to get some sunshine? Is it the the meditation and quiet time just to self-reflect and kind of work through issues? What do you recommend to kind of work past some of these anxieties? So the book the book focuses on using a, a therapeutic approach called acceptance and commitment therapy or ACT. Um, and there's a, there are basically six different skills that are geared towards helping you to become more psychologically flexible. So it teaches you how to, uh, I'll just give you a quick example from one of them. So if you, if you have the, you know, if you have a thought, right, I, um, uh, I'm feeling really worried about, uh, about becoming sick. Right. And you have that anxiety around that, the idea is to kind of separate yourself or become a little bit more observant about your thought processes. So instead of, I am worried about being sick, it becomes, I'm, I, I notice that I'm thinking or that I'm worried about becoming sick. And you just kind of create a little bit of separation between what you're thinking. Because if all you do is assume that your thought defines your reality, then your thoughts will become your reality. And that's a, uh, that's usually a bad recipe. So you just want to be able to become more observant about your own, uh, uh, what you're thinking and what you're feeling. Try to stay very present in the present moment. Don't fret too much about the past. Try not to fret too much about the future. Yeah. And then uh, anchor yourself in the things that are really meaningful and important to you and make sure that you're committed to engaging in behaviors that will move you towards those things that are meaningful and important to you, whether, you know, whether you're sick or you're scared or you're depressed or you're anxious. Um, if you, if you try to stay really value driven, then, uh, things will usually turn out better for you. I love it. Those are great tips there. That'll help me in the middle of the night when you wake up and things start running through of like, what's going to happen the next couple of days and how do I get through all this stuff? Uh, that's, that's a great tip to work through some of that. It's Dr. Joseph Trunzo, author of the book, Long Haul COVID, a survivor's guide, transform your pain and find your way forward. Doctor, it's great to have you on the program, my friend. I appreciate it very much. I'd love to do it again soon. Thanks for the time, Andy. I appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it very much. We'll get you back on here. Great stuff. Great stuff. Going in deep in the mind. We'll have some fun conversations with that in the future and get him back on the program. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show today for a pre-Friday celebration. Got lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Good stuff. I love talking about so many different topics on this program. It's so much fun. We can have some fun with things. We can talk about some serious things. There's a lot of stuff to cover all across the board. Thanks again to Dr. Joseph Trenzo coming on the program. Author of the book Long Haul COVID, A Survivor's Guide, Transform Your Pain and Find Your Way Forward. Highly recommend that. And we need to have more psychologists on the program. That's just interesting. It really does explain... Not just the COVID pandemic, but it just explains progressive ideology overall. And I'm just not just talking about the Democrat Party. I'm talking about extreme left, radical left-wing progressives and their mindset. They're control freaks because they're scared, and they're scared of not having everything under control. Now, obviously, uh, maybe, I guess you want to call them older spirits. I guess you want to call them uh, mature individuals. Or That's why they always say that if you're young and you're a Republican, then you're heartless. If you're old and you're Democrat, then you're brainless and stupid. Because as you grow up, you realize you want to keep your own money. You don't want to pay a whole bunch in taxes. You don't want a whole bunch of government regulation. You just want to do your own thing. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. I will take responsibility for my life into my own hands. And that's really the basic conservative principle is that we talk about our three pillars, the voice of reasons, three conservative pillars, right to life, right to property and right to liberty. If you have those things, you can do anything you want to do as long as you don't infringe on somebody's life by killing them or harming them. You don't infringe on their liberty by letting them, you know, speak with the the way they want to speak, live their life they want to live. And you don't infringe upon their private property. You don't rob them. You don't steal them. You don't harm their private property. You pay them properly when they make a product. That's the way that we live our life. Life, liberty, and private property. The rest of it, do your thing, man. I don't care because we're not control freaks. And whether they do it because, again, the two types of progressives, either the bleeding heart that wants to do good for others, they just have their uh, misdirection thinking that government's the way to actually do that, or whether it's the elite control freaks that understand that there's bleeding hearts that just blindly follow and do whatever they want, and they control them because they are going to benefit from that in the back. Either way, both of those are, I I guess I want to say, mentally weak. Because while you go down the road of politics, you need to have a bit of a tough skin, obviously, because you get personal. You should see the hate mail that I get all the time, which you can email me at network at gmail.com, and you can email me all the hate mail that you want. I don't really care, because it doesn't bother me. Uh Others, it really affects, and it hurts them because they want to try to appease everybody. And I used to be that way. But now I'm just like, eh, whatever. Say whatever you want to. Uh, when it gets into the death threats, then it gets a little crazy. 
but that's why if you don't agree that I need to come after you mentality is out there because they're scared. They're mentally weak. And being in t- politics, you need to have tough skin. Being in the private sector, you need to have tough skin. You need to be able to survive through times when the economy is down. You need to be able to plan when the times are good. You need to be able to prepare when, you know, you have competition. I mean, I'm in radio. I do, I compete for ratings. I compete for people to watch and follow our show and listen to us on the radio on multiple different stations as we continue to grow. But it's a ratings game. So while we try to educate, we also try to keep it somewhat entertaining to where people want to pay attention. To where it brings advertisers and it brings money so I can actually make a living out of it. And then it also has ratings so stations want to continue to pick up the show. It's const- it's a constant battle. And if you go up and down the roller coaster, you got to have that thick skin. And I think that's one reason why radio failed on the progressive end of progressive talk radio because they didn't have thick skin. They got really angry when conservatives just blew them out of the water because they weren't good in the private sector. So what did they do? They got government to fund their public radio so they could never go out of business, say whatever they did, whatever they want to make it as boring as humanly possible. And then say that, oh, like people listen to us and pay attention because they can never go out of business because it's government subsidized. They're control freaks and they don't want the competition and make in the cutthroat industry, they just want to do whatever they want to do. So they go the public sector. When they don't like someone not getting vaccinated, what do they do? They're doing what they're doing right now. You need to get vaccinated in order to fly in a plane or to travel or to have health insurance or to work at this business because they're control freaks. Why? Because at the end of the day, they're scared. And I feel bad. I don't usually get angry, but they get, I get angry on some things when we make a really, really dumb decision because the kid that should know better. Hey, don't put your hand on there. Uh, my little, little little voice of reason, she was, what, three, four years ago. She, we told her over and over not to jump off the stairs. Don't You're going to hurt yourself. Don't jump off the stairs. What did she do? She was playing Power Rangers, wanted to do a high kick, jumped off the third st- uh, stair, boom, ended up fracturing her foot. Mom went over and, of course, did the babying thing. What did I say? Shouldn't have done that. That was kind of stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> Won't do that again. Because that's the way we learn. Now, if you do it again, then there's something not quite right in the head. The left side of the aisle, they've done the same thing over and over and over and over again. And then when we still fight it, then they try to control you because they're scared children that are just emotionally not quite mature yet. You got to coddle them sometimes. The sad part is they're the ones running things, and that's a little concerning as well. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in just a little bit. Appreciate your time. Back at it tomorrow for a Friday to wrap up the week. Until then, I am the Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.